0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. We have had to move some things around. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, is going to step in for the moment. Trey Biddy will join us at 5.30 due to the press conference Mm -hmm. ongoing right now in Fayetteville. So Kevin was gracious enough to switch from 5.30 to to five o'clock good afternoon kevin mr rainwater how are you good afternoon sir. And man so i am doing wonderful when i can look outside and see the hmm. skies have opened up and we're being blessed with some rainfall i'll take it any day of the week we got a lot of rain earlier <laughs> and kevin i don't know if there was any rain in spain or on the plane but <laughs> how would what do you think of the game today
1: well, you know, one thing I've been talking about for a while is I thought with all this added athleticism and open-court talent and guys with, with 94 feet by 50 feet court awareness, when you talk Anthony Black, Nick Smith, I really thought this team had a chance to be a lead in transition. And we're going to see how that actually plays out when it matters. But, you know, out of the gate, that's what I saw today. I mean, unofficially 17 dunks, Arkansas jumps out to a 10 nothing lead. Uh, Anthony Black, unofficially with seven assists, Nick Smith with six. Most of that was in transition. Uh, you saw multiple players with multiple dunks. And you figured it would be guys like Ricky Council the fourth, Trevon Brazil, Jordan Walsh, Anthony Black, uh, that, would be, that would be playing above the rim like that. And we saw it. Nick Smith Jr. had a dunk. We didn't know if he was going to play due to that index finger injury that kept him out of practice most of last week. There was kind of radio silence on that until he checked in. He didn't start, but he checked in early. Arkansas had already jumped out. I mentioned that 10 nothing lead, and then Smith hits two of his first three three-point attempts. Arkansas just continued to push that advantage, went up by 30 in the second quarter, 50 to 20. You know, there was a stretch there where there were some things that, you know, we're going to talk about that, that are on the negative side. And part of that we saw in the second quarter when Valencia Select went to his own and. You know, basically outscored Arkansas 11-8 down the stretch. The pace really slowed. Mussman picked up a technical foul. I think he was frustrated with his team as much as the officials. And the game, you know, the the opponent never threatened really to get back in it. But it, it was a bit telling about Arkansas' struggles uh, playing against the zone. We saw it last year uh, with a poor three-point shooting team. Uh, you know, but th- at the end, Arkansas' biggest margin was the final margin, 49 points, 108-59 to uh, There's some good and bad on the defensive side of it. The three-point shooting I thought was a bit disappointing. Uh, but Arkansas handled business and, you know, Nick Smith comes in off that injury, leads the team in scoring. I think he's going to be the leading scorer this, for this team and he had 17 points. Had made three of their of their five three-pointers. You know, again had a dunk, had a drive all the way to the basket, had a mid-range shot, so he scored in every way imaginable. Uh, you know, relative to everybody else because some of the guys were mostly good at getting to the basket. When you when you looked at mid-range and three-point shooting, you just didn't see a whole lot from this team. Uh, but there were a lot of good things and positives, too, so I kind of want to hit on both sides of that.
0: I don't know if you were able to um, see Mike Haywood had sent out some unofficial numbers. Uh, he had... Uh, Nick Smith Jr. with 21 points. Brazil with 12. Kamani Johnson, 12. Ricky Council, the fourth. 11. Barry Dunning Jr., 10. Uh, Jordan Walsh, 9. Anthony Black, 8. He had uh, Nick Smith Jr. with 6 assists. He had Anthony Black with 7 assists. Jordan Walsh, 4 assists. Uh, I thought one aspect, Kevin, was how they did share the basketball if you're looking at uh uh giving up potential points kamani johnson dropped off a a pass uh to darian ford who got the basket a layup uh there was another occasion i forget who got the basket but uh, it could have been the other person who actually scored uh the points on the play i thought they gave up the ball really well shared the ball really well uh, for the very first time.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, and transition had a lot to do with it. You know, there were so many times that Arkansas had runouts where there wasn't a defender back. Maybe it was three on one. And I thought they did a good job when the when defenders in transition for, for the select team really played it about as good as they could and Arkansas still executed. Now, they had some mistakes, 11 turnovers. Uh, Mussman seemed surprised by that mon- number. By the way, Nick Smith Jr. had 17 points. I know Kwood sent that out with 21. He had 17. Um, five of those came early in the fourth quarter as part of a – he had scored five out of, uh, out of Arkansas, seven points in a run there. that just extended that lead close to 40 points, and it just kept ballooning. But, uh, but you, you're right. You look at, at Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh, so they were stat sheet stuffers. Black had, I think, eight points. Uh, they had him with seven assists. I thought he may have had a couple more than that, five rebounds. I had Walsh. I mean, you look across, you know, you look at his numbers, nine points, all of those in the first half. He was efficient. He knocked down a three, by the way, during that stretch where Arkansas was struggling the score that I talked about in the second quarter. Uh, the shot clock was going down. He was trying to work around the basket and got bodied. I thought he might have got fouled, but he, he, he dribbled the ball out to the corner, got off the three shot as the buzzer was sounding for the shot clock, and nailed it. And really, in that run, that stretch, you know, uh, that was Arkansas's only points there for a few minutes and few possessions. So, I thought I thought the freshman played really well when we were talking about the five stars, and including Barry Dunning Jr., who who scored 10 points uh, and showed his versatility at both ends. I thought he did good things on both ends. But you know, collectively, Musselman was not pleased with the discipline on defense. He said they gambled too much, they got out of position. But when you hold a team to 59 points and, and under 60 in 40 minutes at that pace that the game was played, even though there were moments where the zone defense slowed the pace, overall it was a frenzied pace, you're doing something right defensively. So we keep talking about all that length, athleticism and and size. And I think what happens is, even when you have busted assignments, guys on the back line uh, can help mask it, help fix it. Guys can get back and recover because they they just are physically superior and athletically superior. And And then I thought also there were times where Arkansas's players seemed unmovable. This was a smaller team when there was contact. You didn't see Arkansas players yield. I thought, again, you know, on, on, on defense, there, yeah, Musman may not be pleased with where he expects people to be in communication and, and working as a unit, but when you're, in, when you're substituting as freely as he does, and, and we know that he prefers a tight rotation, you're going to see a lot of that, especially in your first game, Overseas in August, I mean, there's going to be some problem areas. And if you only yield 59 points, you did something right on that end of the floor.
0: Kevin, the NBA game, even the international game to a degree, is built upon speed, uh, getting the ball out. Uh, Don't put the ball on the floor unless absolutely necessary. I think we saw that today multiple times where in transition, Arkansas just didn't get back defensively. And it opened up, I mean, probably the, the only bright spot you could really say uh, for the team from Spain, Valencia, was uh, their three-point shooting. And it wasn't just, you know, knock down uh, 70% type of shooting, but uh, that's got to be an area we saw that kind of uh, breakdown in times past. And certainly it uh, today, to me, was an issue again, the transition defense in regards to the three-point shot.
1: Yeah, and that's something where it's twofold because on the other end, Arkansas really struggled with three-point shooting. We mentioned Smith gets three of the five. Uh, Council hit one. I mentioned the one that Walsh hit in that rough spot, that rough stretch. But where Arkansas also struggled when they had good ball movement, guys were hesitant. They weren't taking threes that were good and they were they were they would drive into a tougher shot. Uh, it, it seems to me there's a lack of belief or confidence, maybe. Uh, that that shot is, is a good shot. And and that can be problematic because, you know, we know Nick Smith Jr. is going to lead this team in scoring, or I believe he will. Uh, will he also carry that heavy, heavy load on the three-point uh, production? Because at some point in time, teams are going, to, are going to scheme toward that to help and cheat, to to try to limit him. And so other guys have got to step up and knock down open shots. But you mentioned the transition defense. It becomes a twofold problem, Randy, especially when the competition gets better. If you're struggling in transition defense, we know teams want to space the floor. If they're driving, can't get all the way to the basket, they can kick out and knock down threes. And that's a surefire way if you can bundle two or three made threes in a run to get back into games. And on the other side, Arkansas has got to be better at scoring, whether it's threes in transition in their half court, against a zone. They're going to have to be a bit better than that to be as good as they can be because we know last year's team, as good as that season it was, really struggled offensively, and a lot of that was because they simply couldn't knock down perimeter shots. So they had to grind and drive and get to the free throw line and just be devoted to blue-collar attacking and and then rely on that top-10 national defense. I think this team will be good defensively, but you you identified some trouble spots at times today, especially in transition.
0: Kevin, can this be a good shooting, three-point team? Uh, I mean, it seems like the last couple of years, Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones, then you get to Moses Moody. It's basically kind of like it was today with Nick Smith Jr. There's only one player who can effectively knock down a three-pointer. Can this be a good three-point shooting team? Well, we saw Trevon Brazil. I think
1: it can be, Randy. We saw Trevon Brazil really do his most of his damage early in that third quarter. He had an 8-0 run for Arkansas or he scored their first eight points, rather, in the quarter, and most of it was around the basket. Offensive rebounds, he had an incredible, incredible dunk in transition. His strides, oh, my, seven three, seven four 7'3", 7'4", wingspan at 6'10", and athletic. Um, but he can, he's a guy that can knock down some three three balls. He can get into a, some mid-range shots. He's, he's a good enough handler. We didn't see that from him today. He, he didn't miss, though. I mean, it was just around the basket. Uh, so I don't think we've seen everything, obviously, in one game. But I did see a lot of guys hesitating. And that tells me when the shot was there, when the ball movement provided an open look from three and they made things a little bit tougher trying to do too much off the bounce. So I think we're going to see, you know, Musman will always address things. But I think guys are going to have to start taking shots that are there um, to really know what this team can do from three. Because I saw it as much of a problem as being hesitant to take what the defense gave as opposed to just firing up shots and nobody can knock them in. And I thought Smith did a good job of taking the shots that the defense gave him, and he he put down three of them. So it was encouraging after that finger injury, even though it was on his non-shooting hand, to see him come out and play his game.
0: You know, Kevin, that's that's an interesting... um, Interesting... What am I... How how do I want to... What is, in their mind, the player's mind, a good shot, but then what is the... Uh, In the mind of Eric Musselman, what is a good shot? Because if I'm thinking, I'm I'm a player, I'm thinking, well, Coach Musselman, he's going to jump all over me because, you know, uh, this is not a good shot. Does it get down, break down to what is best individually or what is in the best interest, if you will, for the team? Because you mentioned several times the hesitation. To me, that's as much of can be part of that. Uh, the players wondering in their mind, is Coach Musselman going to believe this is a good shot? Yeah, It's a double-edged sword because you have
1: some guys that it, it doesn't play to their strength to fire up a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I noticed one possession where the ball movement was good. It was late in the shot clock. The three-point shot was open. The player put the ball in the deck and took a fadeaway off balance that didn't have a chance to beat the shot clock. So passed up maybe not the best shot in their skill set, but they created a situation where it was a worse shot. And sometimes when the defense is playing off off offensive players, daring them to shoot, you know, multiple attempts to, to put your head down and drive, that doesn't have a high level of finishing success either uh, when they're waiting on it. So you just, you know, you just hope that guys will step up and shoot with confidence when it's there. Um, again, you know, I think a guy like Trevon Brazil on the front line. I think we'll see more. I think Ricky Council. He's got a quirky looking release, but I think he's a guy that's continuing to build on his three game. And he knocked one down. And Jordan Walsh is intriguing. He's a guy that can shoot a little bit from three. It's really going to be a matter of, again with him. Um, you know, just getting you know used to the distance. Uh, you know, as you as you move up in basketball, the, the line goes out. Of course, the international line's different right now, anyway, than what they're going to be playing with. Uh, but I thought, you know, him knocking down that corner three to beat a shot clock buzzer was encouraging. Uh, I think Devo Davis will probably be a little bit improved as a three-point shooter. He was last year relative to his freshman season. Um, you know, so a lot a lot more for us to keep an eye on with this team. Um, and, of course, Anthony Black's a guy that I'm not really sure yet where, where he's going to settle in in terms of a perimeter threat. But he's so good in transition – and so good in half-court of finding others and setting them up, um, you know, he's better than most. And so, you know, he's going to finish some above the rim himself on drives. He's good at driving and slashing the basket. He, he gets to angles uh, in, a, in a way that makes sense. Uh, but then defenses are going to play off him and dare him to shoot sometimes. And so you want to see him confident not only to make some shots, but he's got to take them to make them. So, Uh, Very interesting to see this team only put in five today from distance. I think, you know, obviously these next few games might tell us more about how good this team potentially could be from shooting from three.
0: Time to check the First Arkansas Bank & Trust text line. First Arkansas Bank & Trust. Have you tried banking with Cube? Cutting-edge technology. Classic customer service. Only at First Arkansas Bank & Trust. This from the 501 for Kevin any schedule whispers regarding Hogs game in North Little Rock this season? Women's team already announced they will not be visiting Simmons Bank Arena.
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting because, you know, Arkansas's not going to play UCA this year. They played had played them in back to back seasons. They're not going to play Little Rock, I'm told. A source told me that's not going to happen. Any chance to play an in state school? Uh, would be down to Arkansas State or UAPB, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and they don't play in. They haven't played an in-state school in Little Rock anyway. But I would think if there's a chance to play there, it might be against an in-state school if they're going to announce something because they haven't. Uh, there's about three unknown games still left in terms of matchups, um, so we'll just have to see if they do schedule in-state and if they do find their way back to North Little Rock. We know they didn't play in North Little Rock two years ago during the COVID-shortened season, Um, so they they played all of their non-conference games at home um, uh, in in November and December uh, in Fayetteville, and then they they played their lone non-conference road game in the SEC Big 12 Challenge at Oklahoma State that season, but no North Little Rock game. So if it were to play out that way, Randy, that means two of the last three years there's not a game in North Little Rock, but I've heard no whispers on what's planned for that either way.
0: And this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Kenneth says, can you ask Hoop Scoop how good this team they played today were then the level of a Power Five team? No. Not not on that level.
1: Um, you know th- this is you know these are players, these are pro players, club players that are that are you know, they just kind of put together that are available in that area right now because their season hasn't started. So it's a way for guys to, you know, you know, maybe pick up a paycheck to play some games while also, you know, getting a challenge, you know, playing against a better, you know, some high-level competition from the United States. Um, and, you know, this this was not a, you know, this was not a, um, in my opinion, looking at it, this is it was not a... A quality opponent when you try to compare it to uh, high major teams, um, you know maybe a low D1 level of you know talent. And when you look at their size, of all these different things. I just didn't think it was, you know, it's not the kind of opponent that that necessarily makes you get better, helps you get better. Other than you've got 11 newcomers um, coming together for the first time, so you got to you know you got to have that first game against somebody. So from that standpoint, you know, Arkansas can learn some things, but I, I don't think from an opposition standpoint they were much challenged.
0: Does that mean you think Arkansas's players through the NIL make more than these guys do playing professionally?
1: I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I do think anytime you play professional basketball yeah. in places where, um, you know, in the offseason you have opportunities to, you know, sharpen your game, uh, face different types of opponents maybe to help you improve your game and you can pick up extra, you know, supplemental income. We, but we all know no matter where you are, typically your lifespan as a, as a pro athlete is, is just a, a fraction of, of your adult life. Yeah, that's so, right. that, you know, the more you can make and the more you can get it get done, uh, the merrier. Uh, and I think basketball players see it similarly, uh, get, get it while you can
0: uh, this from um, William wondering why college football is so restricted on practicing. As a team off season with basketball, not only gets to practice as a team off season, but even playing in tournaments. Yeah.
1: Well, you um, know, you don't get to do this these foreign tours every year. No. Once
0: every four. And when you four, do right? have them, you you
1: get additional practice time. You get ten days, ten full practices where normally in, in July and August, you would only be getting the unlimited practice, which is four hours total a week of on-court instruction, which is not a lot. Uh, but, you know, it's right now, uh, this is bonus everything for Arkansas, practice time, games. And again, I mentioned the 11 newcomers. If nothing else, you know, most can get under the hood and start tinkering and tweaking and figuring out you know, how to make things, how, how to make things better because he's getting more of a look this time of year than he than he has before.
0: All right, Kevin, thank you for making the adjustments today. That is Kevin Fears, fearsome known as Hoop Scoop okay. courtesy of Hogville